Hey, mama. Hey, Ra. How you doing, girl? Hanging in there with this corona girl. Stand, chill, relax, and calm as I can. Yeah. It's a lot going on. Gotta, you know, how they say, protect your black. And your magic. I'm trying, like you told me to. Hope everybody else is. Yes, we hope you all are safe. Whether you are protesting in the street, protesting with your money, protesting with your artistic abilities or any other things you've been doing, signing petitions, advocating, being vocal. We hope you all are taking care um, while doing all of that. Well, let's jump in. I'm Marshall's daughter. I'm Angela Lamar. And this is is Talking talking Brown Sugar. We are doing a social distance recording. (laughs) Our first remote recording. Uh, Probably one of many until we figure out, you know, this is Sugar Cubes, aka the news, where we put a little sugar in your cup. Yay! Happy Pride to everyone out there celebrating the month of June. And a little history tip, um, check out the Marsh P. Johnson Institute. Um, Their vision is that we invite members to learn about who Marsha P. Johnson was while exploring themselves as well. MPJI seeks to eradicate systemic community and physical violence that silences our community from actualizing freedom, joy, and safety. We were created to elevate, support, and nourish the voices of Black trans people. Our community is made up of Black trans people and those committed to undoing white supremacy in all of its forms. Our space is intended for the sole purpose of bettering Black trans community across the diaspora. So check out yeah. the Marshall P. Johnson Institute to learn more about how you can support um, trans people and celebrate pride this month. Well, yeah, month. yeah, true. But this month especially. Happy pride. Also, um, happening in June. I'm excited for as well is um Juneteenth, baby, baby. This year yeah. is happening on a Friday, y'all. A Friday. I have been blessed to be able to work at a place where I um, requested Juneteenth off. And um, usually you can provide, we use Gusto to manage our um, PTO. So you put in your request through Gusto and it has a little bucket um, where you can um, put in a comment about why you're taking time off. And I put um, celebrating Juneteenth with exclamation point. And my um, my director of my department, um, she just said yes. And <laughs> a bunch of S's and exclamation <laughs> point. So thank you for supporting me in that. Uh, and I'm blessed to be in a space where I can, you know, celebrate my people, celebrate my history, um, and not have to separate who I am from who you know showing up to who i am at work and all the stuff that's going on right now um exactly so a little history go ahead what you say i said i'm celebrating it too i'm gonna put something on a barbie yeah i don't know um exactly how i'm going to commemorate it but i'm working on that now i'm looking into what i can do um maybe like a volunteer opportunity and you know you gotta cook out. We know we gotta cook out something, so a little something on the grill, a little mesquite taste, a little smoky something. Yeah, something delicious. Cause I don't use that other word. 
Picnic. I know we don't we don't do that. We don't use that word. Um history of Juneteenth. Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. Dating back to 1865, it was on June 19th that the Union soldiers led by Major General Gordon Granger landed at Galveston, 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 Texas, with news that the war had ended and that enslaved were now free. Note that this was two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which had become official January 1st, 1863. Um, the Emancipation Proclamation had a little impact on the Texans due to the minimum number, minimal number of Union troops to enforce the new executive order. However, the surrender of General Lee in April of 1865 and the arrival of General Granger's regiment, the forces were finally strong enough to influence and overcome the resistance. We know who was the source of the resistance. Um, later attempts to explain this two and a half year delay in the receipt of important news have yielded several versions that have been handed down through the years. Often told is the story of a messenger who was murdered on his way to Texas with the news of freedom. Another is that news was deliberately withheld by enslavers to maintain the labor force on the plantation plantations. And still another is that um, federal troops actually waited for slave owners to reap the benefits of one last cotton harvest before going to Texas to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation. All of which are or neither of um, the versions could be true. Certainly for some, President Lincoln's authority over the rebellious states was in question. For whatever reasons, conditions in Texas remain status quo well beyond what was statutory. So yeah, that was yeah. Wild. Yeah, you know, people. Some people might have forgotten or don't know the history. There it is. There it is. There it is. We need to make it, make it known. We have to make it known more now. And I think we are. I love. I love that there has been a movement towards celebrating it. Um, and for many black people, you know, you celebrate it in lieu of the Fourth of July. Correct. Because I know I hear it a lot on the radio stations. They're talking more about it. Before it was like brief conversation, but now it's more detailed. Right, about why we celebrate. Mm-hmm. We got to keep celebrating. Yes, celebrate Juneteenth. In other news, um, Ben and Jerry, the actual Ben and Jerry debuted a new flavor at North Carolina Central University in May. Uh, both Ben and Jerry were in Durham um, in the morning of May 17th on the campus of North Carolina Central University. The ice cream and Preciaros announced the Vermont-based company had the, the latest flavor. Empowerment, mint is spelled M-I-N-T. A blend of peppermint ice cream, fudge brownies, and fudge swirls. Empowerment is part of a larger effort of the company is making this summer to register voters in states where voting rights have been rolled back in North Carolina. And North Carolina is one of the states they're going to be working in. Um, the biggest fraud of all is the idea that voter fraud exists, co-founder Ben Cohen told a rain-soaked crowd at the Greek Bowl adding that there have been just two cases of voter fraud in North Carolina this century. It's a thinly, thinly veiled attempt to create a roadblock between Black and Latino voters in the voting booth. Cohen went on. Martin Luther King said, there comes a time when silence is betrayal. North Carolina once had proud voting right law, rights laws, a long early voting period, same day registration, pre-registration for 16 and 17 year olds, but this law, HB 589, gets rid of all of that. North Carolina is just justly proud of being first in flight. Let's not be marred by being first in discrimination. By releasing their flavor, this flavor today, we're hoping to make North Carolina first in the empowerment of its citizens. Co-founder Jerry Greenfield noted that the company will be partnering with local groups across the country with two primary roles. The reauthorizing of Civil Rights Act 
and the actual issue of registering voters. Kiosks for registering voters will be set up in Ben and Jerry's scoop shops, and company trucks will tour the country this summer offering information about voter registration along with free ice cream. Yay! Um, here in North Carolina, the company will be working with the NAACP and Common Cause, among others. Introducing, introducing Cohen and Greenfield, the NAACP's Reverend William Barber noted the date, May 17. We chose this day on purpose. In 1954, this day was the day the Supreme Court overturned the flawed racist principle of separate but equal. Barber said, he reminded the crowd that the NAACP NAACP's appeal of um, HB 589 ruling had been fast-tracked to the federal court in Richmond. June 21st, Barbara said, remember that date too. We'll be up in Richmond making our voices heard. Yes, let's vote, vote, vote. So no word on when the empowerment flavor will be hitting stores but um you can find the company's rights on their website i been i like that that was you know for a business to take over opportunity to let people know hey i'm, I'm here for you right. you know we can't do this without each other and everybody likes ice cream yeah, yeah, and it's summer. I said that's a perfect way to celebrate the kickoff of summer. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, we are um, back recording. We haven't recorded in a minute, you know, just taking care of ourselves, taking care of business. Um, yes. But we were Come up with ideas. Yeah. We will be remiss to not talk about what's going on today. You know, we have the pandemic, coronavirus. We'll get into a little bit more of that later on in the episode as well with our guest. Um, but, you know, with the protests going on, um, sparked by um, the... We have George Floyd, um, his death during an arrest and just such blatant display of, you know, violence. In his case, Ahmaud Arbery's, we did not see, it was not recorded what happened with Breonna Taylor, um, but the details of that was unfortunate. Um, Tony McDay, you know, we can rattle off many names where um, black people were unjustly uh, murdered while interacting with police in their areas. Um, for Maude Aubrey, just dealing with, um, you think, the two men um, he was dealing with and how they were um, well, one of them was a former police officer. Um, and just all of it fueled by racism. Um, that's what it boils down to, and that's why people are protesting. Um, yeah. There's so much. You know, we've got to practice compassion for people because we won't just put on the surf by ourselves. And we have to be mindful what we've learned from our generations to now to show the young people we don't want them to be scared to live even though we put on a lot of masks and hide it behind a lot of pain because mm-hmm. you, know? you can't tell somebody what they see is not true when they when you have all this new technology you cannot tell them like before we had to read books and go about family people telling us different stories of tragedies in their lives but now we see it we read it we feel it so yeah we just gotta make sure our voices are being heard and i think that's a two-way street what you were talking about with us teaching the youth but i think there's a lot we can learn from the youth 
Um, yes. As well, because you know there are diff- there are multiple ways to do what we're doing. In one post I saw, um, I think it was a tweet, you know, screen grab, and um, the woman. Um, she said, it doesn't matter what lane you're taking to protest, just as long as you're going in the right direction, keep your foot on the gas. And I was like, I'm, I'm with that, because there are different yeah. ways we can all achieve, you know, greater equity and diversity and inclusivity and addressing this thing that's plaguing us that has been plaguing us forever slavery racism everything that has come from that yeah um and we we it's good to see celebrities big name brands and um so many people across the world now move in the same direction Mm-hmm. that's something i'm holding on to and being mindful of that we're not alone in this because it can feel you know like the world doesn't care um because we we have to we still have to say black lives matter we the fact that we have to say that is disheartening um it is it's just it just makes you want to tear up because you got all lives matter we know that but the black lives take the biggest hit to me and the brown lives the green lives, you know, it depends on yeah. where you at. Some things just get swept up on the rug, but we know where it stems from. You know, like I said, it happens in ed- education, churches, you go visit places, um, you, you, you trying to serve the community, or you live in a certain community, you know? And um, it's just been a lot, like you said, with it being recorded on social media everywhere, it can feel like it's inescapable. Um, and as a black person, as a woman, a black woman, this is something, you know, our community has been dealing with for the whole time we've been black. Yeah. I think just listening to people talk about other black people and other people of color, um, but especially black people talk about how this has been impacting them. I think it is important to note that um, when we go out to protest, when we go to sign petitions to speak out, to craft statements, to craft language around this movement and us having to lead it, um, and you know things we like our existence is in defiance of all the things structurally, institutionally that are put against us to not survive, to not be successful, to not, you know, pursue happiness, life, and liberty. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a good reminder that I've been hearing from different um, leaders and people who are doing the work. You've been Black all your life, girl, boy. You person, black person, you have been black all your life. You do not have to extend yourself even further or beyond your capacity during this time to protest. Protest in ways that are manageable for your safety and your sanity. Find ways that you can do that, whether it be donating, whether it be signing petition, whether it be to communicate, to call out um, companies um, that you work with or are within. Um, but you have to do so in a way that, you know, you protect your ability to take care of yourself. Um, and if that's something you don't have the capacity to do, don't feel guilty. I think is also an, another note because it, it's, it's not like we were set up to have an equal playing field. So, you know, things are stacked against us and we have to be mindful of that as we go through this movement. So it's even more important that we have allies and people who are not Black, who are walking the walk, talking the talk, 
protesting in all the forms with us. Because they catch it too, you know, if somebody's biracial and they marrying someone or dating someone or just want to be friends with someone and go out. They get bullied or, you know, whatever the case may be. For what reason? Because of the skin color? This is ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is It is ridiculous. So it, I think it's just imperative that for people who are not black, especially people who are white, to confront your friends, your family, check your people. Yes. Like I said, get your people together, get your people in line and confront the ideologies they have been, you know, indoctrinated in and have been mm -hmm. fed to promote and keep their privilege to protect their privilege. And it enables white supremacy to function the way it does. White supremacy, racism is such a virus because it's able to yeah. um, evolve with the times and it's a self-sustaining, self-sufficient system. And the only way to fight it is to break the system, to break yeah, and so I, I, I think it's amazing to see organizations as well. We saw, we see a lot of them in Minneapolis starting to question their relationship with, you know, with MPD and even considering dismantling police force. Um, and there are other ways to practice communal justice and just um, have a justice system. There's there's so many different ways and alternatives um, we can pursue. Um, but I think it's yeah, it's going to take reform for sure. Oh, that's going to yeah, definitely because if you don't, nobody's going to have no guidelines. Some people make up policies and they just make them up so they can just have hard copies so they can use it against you or for you. Yeah, that's just like when they, um, the critique of different communities during protests, um, when they say moving the goalposts by creating a curfew, you know, and then when you compare peaceful protests that are happening now to the protests of people protesting, having to social distance and stay at home, you know, when a lot of white people went out with their yeah. AR-15s, their guns, and just the energy you're ready to like jump at cops in their face. They had whole guns and we're not, all of them were able to go home. High powered machine guns, With, you know, sawed off. Without I was being able to get pictures. shot by yeah, there was rubber bullets, tear gas, pepper yeah. spray. Right. How, how, what are you doing with a bulletproof vest protesting in the reopening of a, uh, of your state so you can get a haircut yeah. or go back to work? What? And you got people come out here with a, a simple sign. And they get tear say, gas. Tear gas. Pushed, busted in the head, beaten, paralyzed, blinded. Some people are blinded. Innocent people. Killed. We. It's, it's been a couple of protesters killed. Um, black, white, all kinds of yeah. people who are protesting, um, dying. Yeah, like the young two college students, they sitting in their car, they got confused on which way to go in the traffic. They tasered they, oh, they, them. They were, they were going the way. It was the curfew and they were going home. Yeah, and they got like, okay, traffic caught them when they was trying to leave out. That was they all. Just, they just bullied them, tasered them, trying to pull them out the car. Really? You can see they were scared. But it's just, it's crazy how the assumption is that we are going to be the violent ones when we have violence done to us and have been in so many different ways. It's acceptable. It just shows you how mm -hmm. ingrained it is. It what is. People, what people are willing to accept and what are people willing to question. 
And they always give us a title like black women. Always have an attitude. You don't even know me. So how are you going to say I got an attitude? Because the way my face looking, I'm going to pair myself with you. Because I don't know. You got to be on the ready. Not to hurt no one, but just be, have your mind set. Because you come in there with a smile, and they be looking at you like, what you up to? Right. And that's something, that's a delicate balance. Mm-hmm. It's something like we, we said we've been doing our whole life. Um, but yeah, I'm still hopeful that on the other side of this, we will have more people who are supporting us publicly and not just behind the scenes. Um, exactly. Supporting us through policy, financially. If you if you if you feel apologetic, if you really feel apologetic, donate to a black business. Um, black many black people are in need. Um, donate to a black person's cash app. Um, if you feel so moved to do so, I support that. I do too. Support little children in elementary schools. We need these little minds to be prepared. Not halfway prepared, but be prepared for what for their future to be. Right. And to take care of the future for me too. Because when you get older, you need somebody with some bright ideas to keep things going. Yeah. But we have we a- Go ahead, baby. Finish your thought. I was going to transition. But transition oh, no, I was saying, you can sing songs, We Shall Overcome, and lift up your voice and sing. But we need to lift up a lot of rhetoric in this government, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't even want to talk about our government because it's, oh, no. <laughs> it's just disrespectful, disgusting. It's disrespectful to the utmost. It, it's incredible. It's embarrassment to the, what the international people. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't see how it even lasts this long. Not even with Four the um, years. I just don't understand. If this doesn't make you want to vote, you better wake up, people. And I know, I know, people. more people are, and. Shout out to everyone who consistently votes um, as best they can. Yeah, let's continue to move in ways that we can to move forward, continue to move forward. Yes, because if you turn in 18, think of the four years plus, this is what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Let's vote, people. Black lives do matter. Yes. We have a great guest coming up. We have Clay D'Souza up next. Want us to promote your business in our next Sweet Deets mention? Email us at talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com with the subject line, business feature, and include a few sentences about your business, product, or service. There's room for everyone to eat. Definitely want to hear from black and brown businesses, businesses who are owned and operated led by women as well, um, definitely email us and let us know how we can help support you. And always, you can find us online, um, follow us, um, we'll follow back, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Talking Brown Sugar. Uh, we're on Twitter at Talking Brown Sugar. that's Talking Brown, S-U-G. You can email us, of course, talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com. Wellness check. As we're going to this day, we're looking at the coronavirus or COVID. We want to practice safe hand washing. When you come home with your loved ones, like your little kids, Wash your hands with soap and soap and water. There's nothing wrong with sanitizer, but soap and water. Clean your knobs off, you know, in your household. Things you touch, things people might come by and touch. And if you got your mailboxes sometimes, just wipe a little alcohol on it. You just got to be safe. 
And watch how you wear your face mask. Cover your nose. I see people not covering their noses or covering their mouths. I know we want to get out of here. We want to get back to the normal. But we're going to have a new normal. What you say about that, Ra? Yeah, um, the Rona is still here. I know the summer weather is kicking up, but she's not going to be taking a holiday just because it's warm outside. Um, until we have a vaccine, um, I think it's safe to practice social distancing, wear your mask as much as you can when you're out and about in enclosed spaces and in close um, contact with other people. Um, but yeah, we can um, still protest and wear face masks, you know? bump elbows, no need to shake hands, no need for hugs. I mean, do what you need to do, but still take care of yourself. And like you said, when you come in, go ahead and change out your, out your clothes, out your outside clothes. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just take care of yourself so we can take care of each other. Because this virus is not playing, so don't take it lightly. Clay, could you introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, my name is Clay D'Souza, and I am a marketing and communications consultant, as well as a social and social and political activist and consultant as well. Uh, so I have about over ten years of experience in a diversity of fields, and it's, I am certainly all about community building and also. I also try to bring about awareness and support in small businesses, especially those owned and operate operate by minority business owners and such. Wonderful. And thank you for being here today. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. And so how did you get into marketing? What was your path towards marketing? Yep. Yeah, it really all started as a culmination of many things. It really kind of started from my early days of political activism and such. And I was working on President Obama's first election campaign back in 2008 over here, over here in North Carolina. And after that campaign had ended, I had wanted to continue to work in that space professionally. So over time, I had started to work with many other political campaigns on the local level and a statewide level and all and i thought to myself i could make a i could make a good business out of this as a political massage uh, but one thing i did learn was that you know campaigns political campaigns aren't going to always be in season and such so i wanted to also broaden my horizon since there is a lot of there was a lot of hosts of other things that i wanted to get involved with professionally and entrepreneurially speaking. So just merging that with all of my ideas and aspirations, I wanted to I wanted to help businesses and brands become the best that they can be, help them realize their dreams and all. And that's how I really got into marketing um, more so and, and PR consulting. Uh, just wanted to find the right messaging for brands and for businesses to communicate to their respective audiences or even their potential customers, existing customers or clients or subscribers, depending on you know the type of outlet that they use and the type of product or service or business that they they operate. So flash forward that to now, I work at all spaces, including the political campaign industry, as well as nonprofits, as well as small businesses. And I have worked in many industries, including hospitality, technology, and such um, additionally. So no matter how big or small an enterprise corporation is, I certainly can provide the messaging and the communication strategies one would need to ultimately bring in revenue, or in some cases, in the cases of nonprofits, bring in more, bring in more funds and uh, donations and such. That's wonderful. Um, and you spoke to 
being a community be community building being one of the things you enjoy doing how do you do that either through marketing or um would you say that's something that has been a byproduct of what you do yes yeah, so community building really what i do is i try to connect small businesses and organizations and different different brands and individuals with each other, especially if we all share the same spaces such as locality, like whether or not you operate a business in Raleigh Durham area, or if you are if you are working in media, it's really all about serving as a bridge so to everybody could be connected so that if there's a obstacle or path that one has been trying to reach, they just have been having trouble reaching that particular avenue. I certainly aim to, to, to connect all the stars, the stars and the dots together. Um, so I always, I, I'm a strong believer in collaboration within my community building because I really believe that if you do all of that, then you can have a stronger, a stronger brand, a stronger product or service, and a stronger community all in itself. Uh, just to kind of give you an example on that. Mm -hmm. um, like when, I, when I'm managing political campaigns, you know, I try to get them to speak to speak to different other community leaders or small business owners, or get the media interview spots or podcasts such as yourselves, so, just so they can uh, preach their message and definitely kind of serve as a interdependent relationship between the two parties, so everybody can mutually benefit, or we all they all could be successful in one. Well, Clay, it seems like you're around, you know what you're doing. Thank you. You know, <laughs> this economic ladder that has changed since the, you know, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. How do you think it affects the United States? You know, have we gotten to be frugal? Will I spend a habit since they gave us a stimulus check? Or I don't know if we're going to get a second one, but Right. What is your intake? Well, I certainly believe that we should still be supporting supporting businesses that really have mm -hmm. your best interests at heart or that serve the community. So during this time, like especially in Raleigh and Durham, and just kind of more so speak into, you know, for everything going on with the George Floyd protests going on the past week and a half, I certainly yeah. believe in supporting restaurants, especially if they are minority owned or woman operated and ordering, you know, ordering takeout for them or dining in if they began to reopen, depending on one's comfort level, um, making sure that you are buying your clothes from small businesses or ones that are owned or black owned and operated and such. So I, well, I do recognize that every spending habits have changed. I do believe that we all should be helping keep keep those most vulnerable businesses that may not have gotten any any stimulus money at all being a small business or any type of relief at all, I do believe that we have a responsibility to certainly certainly help those folks out if we can. Yes, I agree too. And so you spoke to supporting small businesses. What would you recommend um, for small businesses and entrepreneurs during this time, either um, as far as like marketing tips they could follow in order to remain um, in the public's eye at this time? Um, because we have a lot going on, things being posted on social media in relation to protests um, for George Floyd um, against racism and police brutality. But what can businesses do uh, and small businesses i mean and entrepreneurs do um to make sure that they're able to communicate to their customers hey we're still able to operate this way we still have services like what marketing tips would you share so that's certainly you made a good point that's certain that last point that you made was very good certainly you know the businesses need to let the customers know that they're, they're here with you and that they support you um especially right now you want to see that they are conscious to what is going on to going on in the world going on in this country mm -hmm. um, certainly make that known through social media but more than just that make it known for your actions you know if 
you're saying that you support Black Lives Matters and that you support diversity and include inclusion mm-hmm. and make sure it's reflective of your business. Make sure that you are marketing appropriately to to the black consumer markets, but also making sure that you are donating your your time and your profits to the cause when need be. I'm also a fan of them and would recommend that they speak to the media as far as getting their messaging out um, through advertisements or through any media spots or through podcasts such as here. And just let them know where they stand on it and let them see the good work that they do in the community. And also, I would just gear all small business owners and small organizations to certainly stay visible online as much as possible. Since a lot of us are more digitally prone these days for obvious reasons because of the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. making sure that you are staying heavily involved um, in the digital space, meaning social media, and that you have a current website that's reflective of the times that, that we're in right now. Um, and to and make sure that you are marketing a product that can actually succeed in this market um, during this time. So you don't want to also come off tone deaf in your communication strategies when you're talking about either the coronavirus or the George Floyd death or protests and okay. Black Lives Matters because we've some probably sure you've known and seen on the news. Just a lot of folks have been tone deaf or maybe not have been really, really expressing the appropriate tonality and coming off vague in the dialogue publicly, um, that cannot happen. This is not a time to be vague, passive aggressive, or or moderate, or have any room for centrism um, at this time. And that's that's just me speaking personally, Mm -hmm. intertwining with the professionalism there in that regard. No, I totally agree with you there. Um, I do believe you have to choose a side because there is yeah. at this time a wrong side to be on um, during this like historic time. A lot of people are saying we're living in a history book chapter. Um, yep. We're experiencing it right now. Um, yep, and, and you certainly, you. you certainly, we certainly are. And if you or the business or the brand is not inconvenienced, then, in my personal opinion you are not certainly, you're certainly not doing it right. Um, and, that, and that involves with your activism, your organizing, and your volunteerism. So we all have a certain role to play. We all have certain skill sets that we can tap into. You know, that, that's, that's not really to say that everybody should be marching out there and protesting on the streets. You may, if that's really not your thing, you know, then obviously a, a person who owns a business can use their business to promote their activism also in, in many ways, uh, you know, such as blackening out your, your logo, your updating your logo to be black, mm-hmm. to be more black in or just doing the blackouts, but also have a message of hope reflected on your web, on your web page or in your, in your social media channels, or even if you have a storefront, you know, make sure that you have a sign that says Black Lives Matter. And, and also make sure you have to question your own self. You have enough, black staff on hand if you know if you are a minor a white-owned business um and such how are your hiring practices look like what is your executive boards and communities look like so if you're not having something that's reflective of the entire community then this is a a good time to check yourself and readjust and, and recalibrate everything that you do that's a positive note because i know when me and raw go into different entities or businesses when they proclaim to be black owned or white owned or brown owned we we check and see if who's employed there make a little mental notes you know because when you're marketing something you want people to be satisfied to come back or we'll be walking advertisements to tell someone you might need to go into this venue or you might need to go to this market you might want to go to this person selling vegetables yeah Word of mouth marketing, word, word of mouth marketing still works it's, and still works to this day. So that is certainly, that is certainly another way, you know, organically that, uh, that, you know, one business can obviously build itself and get the word out about what they do. And I love, yeah, what I was, you, 
Go ahead, boy. Go ahead. No, I love what you said about um, businesses uh, performing um, activism. I had a colleague recently say that for black and brown people, entrepreneurship is a form of activism yeah. because traditionally um, means of existing and operating within the um, economy, you're rejected either um, from getting a job, starting a business to get a loan. So for many mm -hmm. black and brown individuals, women, um, people of different abilities, um, in different groups have had to start a business because that was the only option. Um, and so what are some ways businesses can community build, build relationships um, and not just through marketing, like what are some other ways you've seen either organizations or businesses, um, you know, connect with the community and make sure that they are visible in the community um, either during this time and moving forward or things that they have done as a part of their brand? Sure. So what I would say to that is make sure that you are, or your business owner or brand converts what I call slacktivism, which is when you are posting a lot on social media about how you're aware, but you're not actually doing the grunt work that goes along with it. It has to be converted into real hardcore activism. So make sure that you're attending city council meetings, whether it's in person or virtually at the time being right now. Um, you're reaching out and you're having discussions with local elected officials, seeing how you could contribute to the community, work on partnerships with elected officials or other community leaders such as pastors or other business owners and organizations. So you can have a partnerships where proceeds go and benefits this organization or this brand or whoever it might might be. And as I was alluding to before, have uh, connections with the local media and local media outlets and local media podcasts such as yourselves here. Um, and mm -hmm. that's those are ways you could use to communicate to get the messaging about, about about what you're doing in in the community and even just a more so on a nuts and bolts issue when you are going out there and a lot of people may frown upon it but make sure that you are being make sure you hire a good photographer when you're out there on the streets and because it really does in my opinion now capture the moments that you are doing stuff but you want to make sure it comes off organic and not necessarily as a stage photo op uh, because that could be a lazy attempt or a deceiving attempt to make it seem like you're doing something or not. But just make sure that, it, that you put yourself out there um, and that you are sharing these experiences with others, um, especially if you are doing business with other people or people consume your products or services that they see what you're you're all about and for. Uh, so those will be many things that I would do and also if it includes going to the new march on washington which is just announced by reverend al sharpton at the george floyd memorial church yesterday on march 28th mm -hmm. those yeah. are certainly things that you all should bring your friends and families to and business owners should do um it's certainly as far as showcasing the activism and like i said just and also even have conversations with your local um police departments and jurisdictions to see how you how you all could partner with especially with the good cops out there about how you all can work together to obviously help you know promote the community better and do good in community and all that mom what question did you have before i cut you off no you didn't cut me off i already asked my question was it, every time i get ready to ask one clay you on you and you on your game oh okay <laughs> i'm glad to hear that <laughs> you, you know what you're talking about because like you say when you get out here, people see you, but like you said, you have to make sure it's what you are. Are you true to your brand? Mm -hmm. And I've been in places and some things, some people just fall short. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, you have to make sure that we turn this moment into an ongoing, ongoing lifestyle movement. So don't just go with the trends as the way things are going now, but making sure that this is incorporated into the DNA of your lifestyle going forward. Well, that's whether if you're a brand, a business, or an individual, an engaged citizen yourself. Uh, just keep the momentum going. 
make sure that your voice is heard and make sure, especially if you're a business, that you're going out there and that you're making yourself known. You do, do more than just serve food or do more than just sell clothes. You know, make sure that everything is woven into your mission statements and make sure that you do more than just do, you just serve clothes or food, but you serve the community also. Yes. That's what we're working on. Definitely. Yes. And I just don't want nobody to take this situation going on with George Floyd and yeah. all the other people. Just, you know, everybody's happy right now and sad at the same time, but yeah. this has been going on past the 400 years. People say 400 years, this has been going a little longer. Yeah, absolutely. And the way mm -hmm. I feel about it yeah, is hard. if you're not making anybody mad, then you aren't doing it right. You know, you, you're supposed to make people feel uncomfortable right now. You have to make you have yeah. to put your demands out there. You have you have the leverage. We all have the leverage right now. And that's that's just me speaking as speaking as black people in general. We have the leverage. So we have to make sure that we are striking the iron while it's hot. And those major chains and corporations that have not said or have done anything I would personally will give the side eye to them and question their integrity and their corporate social responsibilities. Um, I was just looking at, because um, I use it, because I have been employed with Hilton, but Hilton has not showcased anything on their social media platforms, and neither has Marriott's, Best Western, Red Roof, Motel 6. The only major chain that even said anything about the situation was Choice Hotel brands, which operates and manages the franchises of Folly and Sin mm -hmm. and, and Comfort Sin and all. Um, so that is quite concerning right there. And I personally went into the comment section of their Instagram pages along with others and I used the hashtag, your silence is loud, meaning that we see you not seeing everything and that's making noise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know the same, same ultimately goes with family, fan, friends, and families, you know, no, and whether you're white or black, if nobody's not saying anything, especially right now when there isn't a whole lot going on to distract, like the normal circumstances throughout the world, we're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So if anyone isn't saying anything or, or doesn't have a side, I just wonder about them, basically, honestly. Yeah. Um. I agree that we do need to be mindful of who's being vocal and who isn't. Um, but at the same time, I do think um, we have to create space for people who have been, we've been black all our lives, um, people who've been black all their lives to, at this moment, um, pause and take care of themselves. Um, because for a lot of black people who are, um, able who are conscious you are doing some form of activism you have been um, up until this point where it's a global movement um, which I'm glad to see um, but in thinking about just like personally taking mm -hmm. care of yourself what are you doing to either uh, pause for yourself to make sure you are taking care of yourself as a business owner, sure. business leader in the community, how are you taking care of yourself? For sure. Well, what you have to, you have to always do is make sure you, you take care of, you make sure you take care of yourself. So what I do is I, I make sure I get rest and I make yeah. sure I take a rest and disconnect sometimes. Cause even last night and even times this week or the past week and a half or so, I found myself needing to, needing to just turn off TV and turn off everything for just a good hour or so, because it can become a lot. And you don't want yeah. to burn yourself out, especially when you are feeling good. Because at some point, the high and the rush will get to you and you'll crash and burn. <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. even if things are going very good, you have the momentum, you you feel very high strong, you can crash and burn, and not feel like doing anything, and then you start questioning yourself. So make sure you get rest, you are adequately, you know, having a proper nutrition, drink, lots of water, all those mm -hmm. basic fundamental fundamental aspects there. Um, so those are things that I certainly do and would recommend to anyone else. They, when they did um, the autopsy on Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, after he was assassinated, uh, mm -hmm. they had determined and realized that his heart was so much more aged 
than that of someone who was in their early 40s. Because you got to remember, you he was relatively a young man still when he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his yeah, heart. Yeah, he was murdered. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they when they realized that his heart was so enlarged and so big, it was just from years and years of stress and such, you know, along with mm-hmm. other scars and body marks from being stabbed or, you know, had any long-term injuries that, that was a result of everything that he endured. So we had to make sure that we de-stress and that we are taking care of ourselves. Because if we're no good to ourselves, how can we be good to anybody else or any causes? or even your own business and your own brand. Because you won't get, they will not get 100% at all if you're not giving 100%. Well said, sir. Um, yeah. And so it's it's a lot going on. We have a layered um, experience happening with the protest, um, coronavirus, um, and all of it is exacerbating what Black and brown communities, especially black communities in America, um, right now have been experiencing um, from over-policing, just racism that is structural and institutional. Um, And it can really seem like a hopeless time uh, because we are still having to say Black Lives Matter and we're still having to explain why uh, policing um, is in need of reform, um, and in some cases to be dismantled. Absolutely. Um, so mm-hmm. what is giving you hope right now? How are you still being motivated to speak out, to support um, the cause, support other businesses and things like that? How are you staying motivated? Yeah, so what's giving me hope right now is that we are seeing this ultimately be transformed into not just, oh, a local event, which is central to whether it's here in Raleigh Durham or Minneapolis, St. Paul, which is ground zero for mm-hmm. George Floyd, obviously. What's giving me hope is that we are seeing this become a not just a local event, but a global event. Because during this pandemic, it could have e- these protests could have easily have been just central to Minneapolis. We could have just seen protests there like we saw after the Rodney King incident and the LA riots in 92, but that was really, was just central to LA. The fact that it was not central to just Minneapolis, St. Paul, and that every 50 state, according to CNN, has had protests of some kind. Some yeah, it's reached to other countries. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. We think we're seeing it in London, we're seeing it in Berlin, New Zealand, that's giving me real hope right now because folks could have easily sat this out during a pandemic and said, no, I'm not going to risk it. You know, I'm already not going outside. I'm already, I'm already having everything delivered to my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People could have easily mm-hmm. done that because we're all still technically social distancing, but people have chosen to, and these their own words, because I went to the Durham protest this past Monday on June 1st, Mm-hmm. I could, they could have, I've heard people say that, you know what, it sucks that this is going on during a pandemic, but I'm going to risk it, you know, because Martin Luther King yeah. risked it, John Lewis risked it, almost lost his life getting beaten to death, so why can't mm-hmm. we risk it? Right. I definitely agree. Um, I, too, have seen just the movement um, happen in different phases and in different environments, so I love that we are able to be vocal together, like you said, to call out businesses and question where they're, you know, putting their money. Um, And not just, are you saying that you support Black lives and Black issues, but how, what actionable steps are you taking? So I love that um, we're also uh, calling into question um, Breonna Taylor and all the women who also have died, trans women, trans people, trans men, um, and different people who have died at the hands of um, police or just unjustly. Um, I just like that we are all um, calling into question what's wrong in this country um, as it relates to racism, uh, police brutality, and everything in between. Yeah, absolutely. And we certainly must not let up on Breonna Taylor as well, because oftentimes Black women do not get the same media attention as a Black man would have in these cases 
more often than not, historically speaking. And mm -hmm. it's enough to get Black men the coverage when things like this happen. But oftentimes, the Black women issues, but the Black, the Black person who was murdered by an officer or uh, a crazy citizen like a George Zimmerman or an Ahmaud Arbery cases, they don't always get the same press. So I, I was very glad to see everyone, even major celebrities like Mariah Carey and stuff, and folks like that, and Megan Stallion, like completely like turned their profile pages, highlighting her and such. So mm -hmm. that that gives me a lot of uh, gives me a lot of hope in itself. But for me, as I alluded to earlier, it has to be converted. It has to be converted into an ongoing movement. And we had the opportunity right now with not much going on in the world with people still in, a, in effect, still quarantined. We had this opportunity to not be distracted by other elements. The only other thing that we had to contend with right now is the coronavirus and battling that. So there's not a lot of other competing interests that can grab our attention right now. Sports aren't going on right now. So all the athletes are on board, all celebrities and entertainers rappers, musicians are on board, lawmakers are on board. So this mm -hmm. is a good moment for everything to be put on the table and that we make our demands and that we make every we make everybody held accountable. And it's not, it's not just about cops. It's also a perfect time to talk right. about all the other racial inequities that go on in this country. country. The yes. officer involved murders, there really is just a subset. It's a layer of the foundation of racism in this country because Oftentimes, when I have these dialogues, folks would think, oh, you, you're being negative towards police. No, no, no. If anything, no. <laughs> I'm more so talking about racism as a whole. Police, the police officers, the police departments, that is a subset, that is a strain of the virus that is racism, as yeah. I see it. Yeah, I agree. Um, when you think about the history of policing, you, there's a lot of things we can trace back to practices that were developed um, during slavery, um, during the Jim Crow time, and then now we have mass incarceration. So if you have um, a prison system that benefits off of having multiple bodies, yeah. mm -hmm. you're going to have over-policing, and who are we going to over-police? People who are the most vulnerable. Who's the most vulnerable? Black and brown communities. So there is a history there, like you said, racism is a virus, and it's a part of many of the institutions we're operating in as a people, as a country. Um, and yeah, it's like you said, time for reform, not just for um, police departments, but um, all of the institutions we function in and out of. Absolutely. Correct. So, yeah. I mean, we can go so deep into that conversation on reform from education, banks, uh, social services, there's a lot of things that need to be reformed. Absolutely. You know, because if you think about it too, a lot of black businesses did not get relief from the coronavirus stimulus right. bill that was put into place. And a lot mm -hmm. of those PPE funds did not go to black small businesses. I was reading a story in the Washington Post yesterday where a woman had given this black barber in DC her entire $1,200 stimulus check because he did not receive anything. So she gave it, presented it all to him. But as much as I love the story, I hate the fact that it had to come to a regular consumer using their personal check that was allocated to them to help the business because he should have gotten, the small business owner, like many others, should have benefited widely also. In fact, they've gotten more than $1,200 checks. They've, yeah. So the fact that the woman yeah. was able to do that is great, but it should not have had to come to that in the first place. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, yeah, and I saw um, Mark Cuban, he's one of the sharks. Um, he was, he's outspoken right now saying that um, the remaining um, PPP loan um, relief should go to black entrepreneurs and businesses. Um, and I think it should go to black and brown businesses. Um, like the remaining funds just should be allocated um, to businesses that have been disproportionately either left out or just not included. Um, so yeah, great point um, and something great to know. And so we don't want to keep you, uh, but we are and have been enjoying our time with you. Um, yes. How, 
Yeah. How can people either get in contact with you or, you know, request services from you? Yes, absolutely. So the easiest way would be to send me an email and or follow me on social media. So my Instagram handle is at cdesouza39. So it is, I'll spell it out for those who are listening. C like Charlie, D like David, E echo as Sam, O octopus, U unicorn, Z zebra, A apple, 39. So Souza 39 um, My email address is D'Souza Strategies, so D-E-S-O-U-Z-A Strategies at gmail.com. I'm also very accessible on Facebook under Quay D'Souza and under Quay D'Souza on LinkedIn also. So I'm very easy and accessible. I will be having uh, my website released soon, hopefully this week. Um, Exciting. Congratulations. So that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So that would be the SouzaStrategies.com when that is released. So I will post on that on my social media feeds once it is um, released, obviously to the public and all. But until then, I'm very accessible on all platforms and channels and such. Thank you so much, Clay, again. This has been wonderful. We'll have to have you on again. Absolutely. Very enlightening. And I'll continue to send um, folks and folks in the community and clients who I think could serve you well in the, on this platform. So keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you. you take care. Thank you. Be All right. safe. Have a great weekend. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. I'm Angela. I'm Raja. We out.